Hey, beautiful souls. I hope everyone's doing wonderful. Today's topic is going to be about grief. I was inspired to do this topic because my grandmother's sister, who is my cousin's mom, my cousin's grandmother, excuse me, passed away yesterday, March 12, 2019. And, um, just being aware and noticing of how grief operates and how fragile it can be in topics and um, in understanding oneself. Inspired by living through my cousin's emotions and experiencing and being aware of where he's at, where I was once, and the magical moment that I had when I was dealing with a grief with my grandmother, which was his grandmother's sister. So I can totally relate to when grief kicks in and detachment kicks in and the part of the physical and the spiritual self, self being disconnecting can be very hard and very powerful and beautiful at the same time. When one understands and can feel and allow yourself to feel and without holding back. I want to share my story on how I came to see the light side of, of my grandmother's passed away, my grandmother's death, on how I handled it in two aspects. You can, you can take grief either allowing the spirit self transition into its home, right? Or hold on to the physical body, having a human experience attaching to that. For me, when my grandmother was going through her transition and passing, transcending into the other dimension of of being my grandmother had dementia and she was real sick she did not eat for a whole month she had a really bad infection in her throat and it was at a point like how is she surviving for an entire month now this is me fast forwarding thinking like now because at the moment I was like no she needs to eat you know not knowing if you should, you're eating you're actually putting more and more stuff into the body that's killing you right your your body is eating but because of the infection in the throat the infection is going within inside the body so um, she was suffering she she didn't know who I was. The only thing that I, I needed to make sure that every time... And she lived in New York with my aunt who took care of her. And I love her dearly too. Um, I'm grateful that she did that for my grandmother. Um, I just needed for her to remember me. Someone that I loved and I was so close to. And uh, she was so close with me too. And, you know, we've had so many conversations 
I would, you know, when calling cards were out, I would call her in DR and we'll talk. And, you know, I've always been a mature kid and I'm an old soul. So, you know, I would always call her so she can tell me the stories of her life. And I was just so intrigued by my grandmother's her journey was like so awesome she's so bold and I love it I think that's where I get my boldness from and not give three shits when I want to step into my power I think I really intake that from my grandmother's characteristic anyways let's hop back into the griefing topic (laughs) oh we all have that from our ancestors Uh, it's so beautiful take an honor right now just take a deep breath and just honor your ancestors So, I um, I was just like, I can't let her go. You know, she needs to remember me somehow, some way. And, you know, everybody that knows, I have really big, I have a really big smile with really big teeth. <laughs> and I love it, I embrace it, because it, it, it just lightens up the room, I think. My teeth are so white. It lightens up the room, and I'm cool with it. I love it. I love my big teeth. I used to suck my thumb when I was young, and I love it. And I wish I never stopped sucking my thumb neither. <laughs> Anyways, um, I would smile in the camera so she could just see my teeth, and she would say, she would be, she would know me, the girl with the big teeth. <laughs> she had dementia. And she didn't know anything, and she didn't. Know, but once I got in the camera, and I was like, oh, there's a girl with the big teeth. But she still knew who I was. I didn't care if she knew my name. She didn't know my name at this point. She just knew me as a girl with the big teeth. <laughs> oh, man. Your grandmother just knowing you as a girl with the big teeth after all these years, Grandma. What happened? <laughs> you just got to laugh at the thing. This is so funny. So, you know, the girl with the big teeth that will all call her FaceTime and act all silly and just get her on smiling and laughing and just, you know, she'll find humor. And I would just, I would just switch the moment of her being in dementia, laying in a bed. Like she had this doll too that she thought it was a real baby. (laughs) And I'll ask how her baby's doing and can I see the baby and the baby's so cute and she looks just like me. And she would just. It was such a blissful moment of just acknowledging how my grandmother was always a nurturer. Even with dementia, look how beautiful the universe, our bodies, our spirit are just naturally adapted to being such a nurturer. And so she was. She had a fake baby with dementia. And still trying to take care of people. <laughs> oh, man. So me transitioning to accepting that I knew she had to go it was really hard. And I didn't know how I was going to handle it. Now, grief can be taken. So People handle grief so many different ways. So many different ways. But what I inspire you and I want to bring this awareness through my experience and the beautiful transition is that when there is a moment you're dealing with transition, 
as an adult, I understood this because also my brother was killed by a drunk driver at nine years old, which is a whole episode for that, right? But we'll, we'll stay in topic. How did I handle when my grandmother's grief? When someone passes away, there's so much fuel in the family. It just gets crazy. Like, for some reason, everybody gets nuts. They don't know what to do. They panic. You know, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I get it. But I was just like, listen, I'm at work. I'm trying to just, you know, prepare myself when I got to You know, she was in New York and I'm in Miami. So I, I, for weeks, I was mentally preparing myself because I know she was not eating and she was, her health was not well. I was spiritually, mentally practicing on preparing myself on how to handle this transition with someone you deep with someone I deeply love like she was everything like your grandmother come on so the time came and things were getting worse and worse so December 10th 2014 I was overwhelmed with work I was overwhelmed with the topic of my grandmother being in the hospital I was overwhelmed with her not eating uh, they would always FaceTime me though my family would always FaceTime me because I need to see her I need to see her I need to see her I would send her love and light and I love you and I love you just I love you so much just sending her so much love and she just just to operate and know that I'm, I'm putting it out there but on December 10th something else switched and I had a aha moment when I was at work, I was so overwhelmed. It was a point that you, you know, you spiritually and physically and mentally get to a point that is like, I surrender. I can't no more. I can't, I can't hold on no more. The doctors didn't know how she was surviving. They said she was a trooper, a warrior, which was, she was. She held on. She held on. At that time, I didn't know why she kept holding on and what's going on. And this is torture to me. I was creating that. I was creating the torture. I was creating that. Why? Because I was not surrendering and letting go because I knew she had to go. I knew her. She had to go back home. So in that being said, December 10th, I got home. As soon as I got home, I had, I still had my purse, my book bag on. I threw myself in the kitchen floor and I cried, yelling, crying out so much. I mean, those ugly cries, the cries that you were like, girl, what happened? I was crying like from the soul. And I think the cry was so sincere. Like, God, my ancestors, my grandmother, they said, okay, she understands and she's ready. And then I started yelling out take her, take her, I surrender, take my grandmother, take her, grandmother, go, go, I, I accept, and then I ask for forgiveness, forgive me, forgive me for holding on, forgive me for being so selfish, seeing you in these conditions, how can I be so selfish and not allowing and sending you love and light to your transition, I'm sorry, I am so sorry, I'm sorry to myself for being selfish to myself and with the surroundings of what's going on with the moment of part of life. That as we celebrate birth, we should also celebrate the transition of death, even though it's so hard when it's dealing with grief. And the most important is detachment. 
And that's what it is. It's detaching. Detaching from my grandmother. Once I came to realize that from the heart, not from the mind, from the heart. I was operating from the heart at this point. Once that happened, mind you, a whole month she hasn't passed. She's she's holding on to something. And I knew that something was me. Because I was holding on and pleased and uh, sending her healing, sending her healing. No, no, no. It was her time. The next morning, I was feeling energetically drained, you know, all these emotions. And you know how that feels when you're, you're just tired emotionally. Physically, too, it affects you. Your body's aching. You know, you're just all like, ah. But the moment I surrendered, the next day, I manifested that and I connected. At 10 a.m. in the morning, December 11th, I received a phone call from my stepmother telling me my grandmother has passed away. You know what? I didn't cry. I didn't cry of suffering. I cried because I knew what I cultivated the night before with surrendering. That was a confirmation of how powerful it is when you surrender with how the spirit allows you to move slowly, allows you to slowly transition, even with grief. So that was a story I really wanted to share with you guys. And just know that if you are dealing with grief right now, and this was inspired, like I said, um, my, uh, my cousin, he's dealing with grief because my grandmother's sister just passed away yesterday. March 12th, 2019. And he's dealing with grief. So for me, it was important to do it. Not only that, I've had many people throughout the week, the weekend, excuse me, from the farmer's market dealing with grief. And I feel like this podcast needed to be done. And it was irrelevant. And what a perfect time right now when people are dealing with grief to connect. Hear the beautiful birds. That's life. Take a deep breath. Inhale. Exhale, releasing and letting go. Surrender to the grief. Allow yourself to feel and just know it is part of life. And when you operate from the heart, you're able to connect with the spirit self and the universe deeper than what you can think. If I did not manifest the night before my grandmother passed away, she would continue suffering. I created the transition. She accepted. She needed my approval because she knew I would deeply suffer, especially with my childhood traumas even at that she was aware she knew the universe is here to support you i love you all and thank you so much i send you nothing but love and light and take this time to tap into your heart and it's okay to feel and have these emotions allow release and acknowledge because you're so deserving
Hey everyone, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, today's topic is going to be about time. Time. Why time and why are we starting? To, I don't even know what I'm going to name the, this this topic like on the actual title, but definitely it's it's going to be about time. So, time doesn't exist. Yeah. Time does not exist. Why? Because time is, is there. It's now. It's living the present moment. And um, if we didn't have a system that gave us a clock, that gave us a calendar, it would be just a space, right, of just being. Coming to realize um, about how society really impacts with time and how we navigate on a programmed through time. Think about it. You clock in at one time, you clock out at another time, you schedule appointments at times. So if you're sitting here waiting on time, you're wasting your journey. Now, don't get me wrong. Everyone's time is valuable. Therefore, if there's a meeting, you know, it's important to get here at this time. And that I had to learn because when it came to clocking in and clocking out, I'm just like, I need to energetically, spiritually, physically be good in order to be at this appointment or at this location at a certain time. So therefore, I had to navigate my time and space, I would say, on how can I just show up a little earlier on the program time. Um, that way, there's no conflict or, or issue. So sometimes we do have to adjust our time, but there really is no time. If you want to start something, people set goals and, and things, and they wait till this day to do it, or... I'm going to, the famous one is New Year's resolution. They wait a whole entire year to try to commit, to convince themselves. So so starting probably October is when the planning starts of what's going to happen for the new year. What are we going to plan and what are we going to do it? Versus like, instead of writing down planning, why not just start right there and now? Like, The famous one is, I want to eat healthier. Why do you have to wait a whole year to start eating healthier? You're just making excuses. And the more excuses you make, the more you're you're just, it's on you. It's your path. No one else's. Oh, within time, we'll we'll get there. Yes, truly, beautiful. Divine timing and how the universe crescendos people at a certain space at a certain moment time I'm not fond with time because time is really taking the beauty out of moments always having moments and it's like waves comes in and out another thing is be mindful on the space someone opens up and allows you to be in your space if I open up right now I'm opening up my space that I can be doing any other things, but I'm here on a podcast to share my love with you and connect with you. And, and, and vice versa, 
you're taking your space to invite me in and connect. See how valuable that is? And see how are we stealing from each other? Or is it mindful and supportive and connective and collective? Many times people hold space where there's conversations. And the conversations have no point. Like if you end the conversation and then you go back and analyze the conversation, there was no there was no juice to feed the soul or no tea to feed the soul, right? Especially when conversation, oh sip the tea, what's the tea about, right? But what where are you going with a conversation? Is it mindful? Is it meaningful? Is it impactful? Is it helpful? Is it supportive? Is it kind? Is it love? Or is it judgment? Or is it gossip? Or is it bashing? That at one point I had to come to myself and say, these are not the types of space I want to hold in my space. Um, connecting with certain spiritual beings, souls, people. Um, therefore, I choose not to have these type of conversations. Because in that space, where it would be time, right? There would be time that can't that that's already happened, so it's a past. Even before even starting this conversation, the space is already the past. When we started this podcast episode. So it's always being in the present moment and what we're doing and being mindful of the present moment. Me sharing a space and People, I deal with a lot of people a lot and connect with a lot of people and even through DMs and I don't think people are aware of being aware of the space that you should be valued yourself as well and the other persons because what you're doing is you're interacting with energy as well and of course everything's not going to be kumbaya you know there's things that have to be addressed and there's things that need to be you know attended and just addressed right so that doesn't mean like it's a bad thing no because conversations are relevant but now being mindful of when you open up it's a casual conversation and that's the big thing the casual conversations what energy and what space is being opened to these casual conversations when it comes to politics when it comes to religion when it comes to personal growth when it comes to personal experiences that's where it it all begins the casual conversations that when you're sitting in the living room when you're on the phone when you're sending a text message text messages are the big ones why because two minds are operating at two different levels (laughs) so there was like this commercial that showed like one guy texting it was like during the football the super bowl one guy was texting like hey what's up how are you and then the other guy was like reading it the wrong way and then he's like yeah you want to come see me at the bar meet me at the bar and then he's like 
yeah, I'll meet you at the bar, but the guy's taking it wrong. He's thinking he wants to fight. And next thing you know, the guy ends up at the bar wanting to fight. And then the other one turns around with a beer in his hand and says, hey. And then the guy with, like, ready to fight felt really dumb. Like, looked around, like, embarrassed. And that's the same way and the same energy when you're not operating of being mindful of how you're using this energy and space of conversations. Um, intake it. If it's, not, if it's nothing that you're going to attend and if it's feeling like you can't say no, then just don't hold that space and don't open up that space. Because what you're doing is you're, t- you're, you're taking away space from each other. So not only from the speaker, but also from the receiver. And um, being mindful, like, are these conversations mindful? Are they impactful? Are they going to change your life? You know, many conversations are so important because it can be transcending. I've had conversations that literally through that one conversation, I changed my ways. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to... um, take that in you know why I because I really appreciate and value people's space I don't ever want to take away anyone's space or anyone's time or waste anyone's time if I know what I want I know what I want I get straight to the point before even anything just get straight to the point boom everybody's happy energy's vibrating great when you're operating in a level of just meaningful no there's no meaning of the conversation and it's just venting I guess right um and venting is really just based on emotions and if you understand that you wouldn't really be so um affected by the moments that you need to vent because it's uncomfortable and I do it myself it's okay to vent sometimes but to vent every single day for the most pettiest things it's like no you know what How about just reflect on how you're using your time and space with connecting with others. And I don't think it's the venting, pointing fingers, but the really pointing fingers is the one you should be pointing the other three back at yourself. You allow it. A simple no. A simple no. Okay, thank you. You don't have to, you don't have to continue and continue explaining yourself. There, you, if you're explaining yourself at a certain point of trying to convince someone that you're sorry, if you apologize for one time, that's it. There's no need for explanation or unless it's something like crazy critical that, you know, a conversation, like I said, needs to be held. Cool. But if not, there's no need for all the extraness because that's time and space that's valuable. But then again take away the time because there is no time everything can be done now like like I and when I say everything can be done now like you can start right now like you want to buy a house okay start saving up right now and don't say well I'm going to once I get this or once I get the famous one is once I get my income tax season check then I'll go ahead and start saving but how about you you create a program for yourself in order to throughout the year Uh, How can you financially? So cutting down on things you spend or shopping at cheaper supermarkets with still the the same quality as food. For example, I I see a lot of um, 
same with the same products. I, I went one time to um, Whole Foods to get strawberries. I'm not kidding you. They were $5. $5 for strawberries. And um, I said, no, I'm not buying them. I went to Walmart. The same brand, the same product, nothing different. The same label. Two fifty. So it's the same thing. The value of things. And being mindful of how can you cut down and be more aware where you're shopping what brands are you shopping what you know is it taking away or you know it it has a lot to do with being aware in everything you do i'm not sitting here to now be a cycle and just be like ocd on all these things but no just make it a like lifestyle habit so if you found out that whole foods is more expensive and there's certain things that you do like from whole foods that another supermarket has beautiful but if you can do one route of this to get all this or one route of this to get all this then do that because you're going to save money and if you don't have to do the route at the same time kind of like organize like okay this is i'm going to go for this so what's more important produce or then the toiletries and all that other stuff from walmart you know and i'm just throwing examples out here not to promote any stores or anything but it's the concept of how um when it comes to finance like there's ways that you can save money cable bills light bills you know and you have more space to wiggle around with your abundance not only that you got to trust divine with your abundance like your abundance is already created it's are you willing to trust it and know it's there now that's the challenging part because not everybody trusts at all they hold on they hold on and through, and I'm not kidding you, through experiences, the more people that hold on, the less that they will always be stuck in that, I don't have enough. And those that are just like, yeah, sure, I want it now. Like, you always see abundance flowing on them. So I just really wanted to touch the topic of just how time is not important. Don't wait for the last minute. Start doing. Be. Be the moment be in the moment because the most important thing is living life to right now because tomorrow is never promised so in that being said thank you so much for listening make sure you guys start liking reviewing these podcast shows so i could see where they're at and um if there's any episodes that should be uh spoke about that you feel like if i can touch the topic of it please do so but please make sure you leave reviews and um comments that way i know what's going on behind the scene because if i don't know then i'll just say this is not this maybe this space is not a it's not like uh if it's not being used and helpful then i won't know that so if you can just leave a review it would be beautiful supportive that way I know um, what I'm doing is actually helping people and it's just not a space where it's empty space. I want to make sure that everything is being projected and as well as being supportive. I want to make sure that everybody is tapped in and if this is supporting them and if you guys want any other topics or maybe another alternated nose breathing, just leave it on the reviews, leave it on the comments. But please support this podcast. It's free. Um, 
I do this for free, but there's also options. If you'd like to support, it's available. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all. And yeah, make sure you be mindful about the time and space you hold. Mostly space because time is time is just divine. I love you all and have a beautiful, blessed week. Because at the end of the day, all this is because your soul deserves it. Hello everyone, how are you? This is Nicole. Let's get straight into the topic. I wanted to put it out there that your truth is your truth. And I was just meditating this morning and and just thinking of how this world is filled with so many different religions. And not only religions, but beliefs, practice, studies, um, a way of understanding and knowing the highest self, the capacity to what is out there in the universe. And the only thing that really comes down to, it's really nothing. It's meaningless because the point is that it all creates separation. Unless it's something that you do practice, which is overall. So for me, um, I don't like labeling because I know my truth and I know the truth and I know that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And I truly believe that we are really just individual universes walking around on earth it sounds crazy I know but we're this amazing body but inside of the body is something more powerful I always see myself as a shell I always see myself as just a physical a physicality of, of life the things we See, but can't touch. It's the small little things of life that all those answers and seeking, it's right in front of us. <laughs> it's literally right in front of us. And is it is this? It is what it is. If, from my experience, if I attach myself to anything, I create suffering. And when we attach to our family, our friends, everything, just anything. And then just one little thing can go wrong or not fulfilled in your needs. Or just make you feel some type of way emotionally. It creates suffering. Because then you go on thinking about it and thinking about it. Then your energy is just shifting. Because you're attending to that energy vibration of the emotion. So emotions are just like waves. They come and go. And I've said that so many times. And I'm going to keep saying it. Um, But the energy inside that blocks, that creates blockage from these emotions and 
situations and, and trauma from life is what puts a block from the energy flowing completely through your body and connecting with, with God. When you feel lost, you, you don't know. Many times I was very, very lost. And I could find myself in a Catholic church, in a Christian church. And I love them all. Why? Because they supported me at a time in my life where I needed to transcend and connect some way and somehow trying to figure it out. And still to this day, life is about just growing each and every single day. But if we go on and on and on thinking like, if I don't have this, I can never be this. We create suffering. We block ourselves from being our highest potential. We have, we're going to have days, of course. We're going to have days. It's, we're human right now. So the human body does that. But overall, if you are aware, the power of awareness is untouchable. When we're aware of certain circumstances, situations, conversations, motivations, when we're aware of them, we know more than just operating in a basic level. It's pretty deep. And it's pretty, it's, it's self, it's within self-work. You can't find it outside. You can't. And that's why I always say, and I'm going to continue saying that everyone needs a daily ritual that connects yourself to yourself, to the house, to your higher self, to that universe that's within you. Because we all are in different paths. And there's no right or wrong and no judgment. If that's where you are, that's where you are. Without judging. Without anger. Without questioning. And just be. The more you accept that. That it's okay. And wherever you are in life, you are there. And it is what it is. It isness. I've encountered several, being a yoga instructor, I've encountered several different um, people in certain religions. I'm not throwing any labels or names out. And I say to myself, if I was to say, what are you? I always say, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. That's it. I don't like labeling myself to anything. I respect and I love all practices that serve the highest self, that serves the universe, that serves God. But when another practice or religion condemns you and looks at you like, are you crazy? To me, it's ignorance. It's totally ignorance. And I question, is your practice coming from the heart? 
Is your practice coming from divine? Divine is not about judging or labeling or bashing or criticizing or judging. And it doesn't tell you it's only this way and that's it. And many times as yoga instructor, I invite people and I, I invite anyone and, and I don't care what religion. I don't. To me, that's all. It's just we're all a one. We're all one. Our heartbeats all beat the same. We have the same lungs. We have the same blood. We drink the same water to hydrate our bodies. We need food in our bodies to nurture it, right? But when a practice or religion and you know yourself, but you just, I don't have to, I don't have to overexpose of myself, of my knowing, of what I know and the connections I've connected and what my truth. I don't have to explain that. And nobody does. And when it comes to religion, as a yoga instructor, and I'm pretty sure many yogis um, have encountered this, or even anybody that's in the spiritual path, when you mention just meditating in any religion, many religions, in certain religions, they really think it's something evil. They look at you like, hmm. I've encountered, I've encountered that situation many times. And my response is, well, if that's the case, and you are this religion, don't you feel protected from who you pray to? Just because I meditate doesn't mean it's not a form of prayer. I said, if this makes you more comfortable, I invite you to a class just to know that you can connect with whatever you practice with. Because now you just said a statement that judged of what meditation is. And it was pretty, um, you know, if I was to talk about their, their religion, like the way they spoke about, it, about meditation, which is just a practice. Not just a practice, but it's, it's very inner work. It's a lot of inner work and connecting and divine. And a lot of understanding of, of oneself and being in still. And much more. But that's what you cultivate. That's what you create. That's, that's where you're spiritual, where your path is at at the moment. So I told this person... I invite you to be mindful of next time you hear the word meditate. I said, you pray, right? She said, every day. I said, who do you pray to? I said, okay, that person or whatever it is, right? Okay. Next time when the word meditation arises, be more open-minded. If that practice, is that your practice? Can you just be instill of just focusing on the beauty of your religion? 
but without judging or without making so much noise because really, really meditation is just to quiet the mind because it's always on running so sometimes we need to settle it down to come back within self and whoever is listening to this this is not about separating religion or anything this is just how when there's ignorance and there's no um, you're not open-minded to other aspects and respect one thing is respecting other people's practices practices and their truth because everybody has their own truth and everybody thinks they're right and no it's this way and if it's not this way then that's guess what that becomes war and when there becomes war there becomes i don't even it's it's irrelevant we all know where the chain goes and the domino effect So to me, it's it's not about being egoistic of what you know and what you've researched or what you've practiced and how well you've connected and I felt this and da 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 da. da. So it's it's not about that. And those experiences are beautiful, but sometimes it's like just keep it to yourself because that's your truth and that's your experience. Sharing it is beautiful. I love sharing my experiences because through my experiences. People can relate. But it's just a story. It's just my story. And you don't have to resonate with it. It may not be like, well, cool. I mean, yeah, I, it's cool. That's a cool story. But some may say, my gosh, well, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit more open-minded about that and just, I'll, I'll think, I'll, I'll keep that story in the back pocket. Just in case there's some way down the line in my path. I can always remember that story. And that's the beauty of connection. And that's the beauty of your truth and expressing your truth. And the more you go through things, you see some of your truth. And others can connect. And everybody's in your life for a reason. It's about connecting and it's about knowing that everyone in your life is for a reason. Whether it's good or bad, but... Let's not judge or label that. Like, what in front of me did God in the universe send this spiritual being having a human experience come across my path to show me whether it's uncomfortable or comfortable, beautiful or not your cup of tea? I've encountered it many times. But the more you realize it and the more you step back without judging and, and just protecting yourself and your aura and your energy harvesting that in you become more aware of your truth of what's resonating within you so next time when the word meditation arises be mindful be practical and not only that how is it supporting you can you really use your personal tools of connecting with meditation absolutely but the point is just to be in silent and be still <laughs> just sit there and just connect with your breath and see how beautiful it is that without the breath we have nothing we need to breathe right 
So I invite you to be mindful. And next time someone speaks um, negatively or in a low vibration about any religion, it doesn't even have to be about meditation. Just be mindful and say, you know, maybe that's where they are in their path. Cool. Just respect it. Beautiful. The path is so beautiful. If you have, we have sympathy and if we have humanity connecting with each other, this world would be such a better place and humbleizing. So in that being said, thank you guys for listening. I really hope this resonates with you guys and open your heart and open your mind to the possibility of just radiating through life from a balancing flow. The waves, the come and goes, the good and bads. However, just keep moving. That's the beautiful part about life. It's like a huge ocean with a whole bunch of waves. I challenge you to surf it out. I love you all and thank you so much for listening. At the end of the day, do it because your soul deserves it.